Hi everyone, I'm Leisha and welcome to my podcast Leisha Online. everybody and welcome to another episode of my podcast Leisha Online and today I'm joined by my boss which is a really scary feeling. Yes this is Cara Clark the CEO of Glow and You Glow Girl so would you like to tell us a wee bit about yourself? Okay so my name is Cara Clark and I am I think 42 I sort of <laughs> stopped counting. You're not sure. <laughs> I think I stopped counting when I was about 19. Um, yeah so I'm married and have two kids two teenagers now. I run Glow and You Glow Girl um, and I like to exercise. I've just start, picked up some exercise again this year um, and yeah that's me really. So tell us walk us through how did you get started on Glow like what made you passionate about helping women in the first place? So a few different things really um, you know I was brought up with a community background my mum and dad are very involved within the community mm-hmm. within the church um, my dad had set up a charity back in 1989 on the Shankill so it was working with young people to get them away from paramilitaries and drugs yeah. and he was doing a lot of cross-community work, bringing young people. Uh, you know, obviously, it was coming yeah. to the end of the Troubles and stuff like that. So there was a lot of high tensions, you know, within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had set the charity up on the Shankill Road back in 1989. I was 10 years old at the time, and I, and I remember it very clearly because it was something very different. He was a, a pastor, you know, all his It must have been one of the first people to do something like I that at the time. I think probably it was, yeah, 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 it definitely was. Um, so there was a big old building that used to be a cinema years ago mm-hmm. called the Stadium, um, and they bought over it, you know, as part of the church, bought over it to turn it into a community centre. Um, so I just remember, you know, 10 years old, there was um, lots of young people hanging about, you know, we, we were going to youth clubs there, there was a cafe there, people were hanging about there, and it was just all new and exciting, you know, and we were meeting all these new people from different sides of the community, from different backgrounds. Um, I was never, like, hidden away from any of those things, you know, as, as a young person, uh-huh. as a child, you know, my mum and dad told me about the troubles and what had happened and what they were brought in up in. Um, so like I said, my dad was part of the church as well. He was a minister and then working in the community. And then my mum set up Hobby Horse Play Group in the stadium oh, as yes. well. So she had set that up, working um, to be able to provide <coughs> affordable childcare. So yeah, it was definitely instilled in me. Um, and it was just something, I suppose, that, that came naturally mm-hmm. to me whenever I set up Glow. Um, in here in City Life Centre where we're based, the church the church owns this building um, right at the Peace Gates of the Shankland Falls. Mm-hmm. This is a community centre as well, Hobby Horse Play Group is in here as well. So I was part involved in the church and I was also <coughs> working in Hobby Horse Play Group at the time doing administration. My kids were young. Um, so I was working with women in the church and women in the community. Uh, we were bringing women from both sides of the community together, mm-hmm. doing just fun stuff with them, you know, like pamper nights and fashion shows or Christmas dinners and just, just yeah. fun stuff. Um, and it was really just building a relationship with women and realising that it doesn't matter what side of the community you come from, all women face those same issues and that's like a lack of confidence, a lack of self-esteem. Uh-huh. Many of the women obviously from these communities, you know, just had left school maybe with little or no education, didn't really have much hopes or aspirations. Yeah. And I just remember going, this is awful, you know, I believe that God has created us for a purpose and, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to find out what that purpose is, you know, 
we can all do something in life and I wanted to be able to help women to find out what that purpose was to be able to live so their lives. what was the process like of like beginning the organization like were you talking a lot with your parents asking them for advice or did you just start Not it one really. day um because you know within the center here sort of surrounded by different types of people um I just ask questions you know I don't always like going to like Madari and all, you yeah. know, saying, oh, will you help me do this? You know, he was always very busy and I, you know, I've just always went and done things myself. Um, so there was a lady at the time, um, Alex Latimer, she's actually my dad's cousin, uh-huh. but she was coming to the church. She's married to Tommy Latimer, who is the centre manager in here. Um, and she was going through her counselling training. So having conversations with Alex, you know, about this is something I would really love to do. And she was passionate about it as well. She started asking questions and going to other organisations. They asked, how do you set this up? You know, so between the two of us, you know, we just sort of figured it out by mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, and then I put the, the programme together, the first programme together. And Alex had helped me because she was doing her counselling. Um, what was the name of the first programme? Um, we didn't really have a name for it, mm. so we didn't, you know, I can't even, I don't even think we had a name for the program, it's just called the GLOW program, yeah. GLOW personal development. Yeah. Um, I went on the train as a life coach, so I was able to use those tools and techniques to be able to develop the program. Um, at the start, I really didn't know what I was doing. It's amazing that you got this inspiration just from like meeting people and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Alex, Alex at the time, um, then was going through cancer. Mm-hmm. She was diagnosed with cancer and she was going through treatment in that. Um, you know, she was quite ill, but she was still coming out and many of the women didn't even realise, you know, what she was going through. And whenever we said, like, Alex, maybe can't make it tonight because she's not well, you know, she's she's got cancer and people were were shocked because she was so vibrant, you know, she was out there, she was wanting to help and support people as well. Um, And, you know, I I got my inspiration from Alex as well, just to keep going, you know, to help to um, empower women because she had came through, you know, um, background of, you Mm -hmm. know, a lot of of issues there. Mm -hmm. So, she was definitely an inspiration um and then she actually passed away in 2012 october 2012 so but she battled right up to the end you know and she was definitely an inspiration she was definitely i think you mentioned her in your book did you yeah yeah yeah. we dedicated the book to her so we did yeah because yeah she was definitely a big inspiration and helped to motivate me she'd definitely be very proud oh yeah she would absolutely love this yeah she would yeah um yeah so yeah i mean it's just really snowballed from there you know there was i never sat down and had a big plan or anything like that like I say I didn't really know what I was doing um I, you know I just had the background and the inspiration and the passion mm-hmm. I didn't have the qualifications or anything so how do you think running a business has changed like even if people don't know I'm actually employed by car as a social media officer I'm sure you've seen a big change in like recent years just how businesses are run even with like the likes of social media and marketing things are really changing yeah well, obviously, you know, um, then we've got you, Glow Girl, which is the business side, you know, and that's the mm-hmm. selling of the merchandise um, and all the profits from the merchandise then go back into supporting mm-hmm. the charity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a, a few years back, you know, it probably was a lot easier, you know, to be able to sell things. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's like everything is online, you know, and that's probably your best place to sell things. It's online, but the market is just so bombarded you know with social media stuff and you have That's to be crazy you almost have to be an, an, a real expert like in the social media world to be able to get noticed i just think it's so funny that now people are employing people to do social know, media like it's it's a crazy word because normally like that would fall under marketing but the fact that i'm employed as a social media yeah. officer sometimes i think it's a bit surreal like do you think 
do you see in your daughter there's a big difference in how she was brought up like living in this social media world compared to how you were brought up probably yeah. without the social media platforms yeah, and stuff I feel sorry for kids these days honestly so do I feel sorry for myself <laughs> when I think back you know when I, I love to look back at the old photographs like my mommy has got a chest of drawers there's four drawers in it and they are filled with old photographs of us growing up but every so often we'll go in and we'll just look over the old photographs and you, you just they're just real memories. They're not fake memories yeah. because, you know, now, nowadays you take a photograph, you don't like it, you can delete it. Yeah. You know, you pose a different way, you know, until you get that perfect photograph. Uh-huh. Whereas before, you didn't care what your hair looked like, you didn't really wear makeup, mm-hmm. you know. It was it's just so focused photo. on image, I think, mm. nowadays. Like, it's, I think yeah. it's crazy. Like, um, kids as well wearing, like, lots of makeup yeah. and really thinking about their image in a way that probably wouldn't have never no. and you'd be able to like switch off after school you wouldn't be constantly like in that school circle but yeah. you're constantly exposed to people all the time yeah it was just always about what, what you were you know your makeup like you say you know I didn't start wearing makeup until I was probably in, in my 20s yeah no, that, my mum was the same because my mum once said I was like you don't need to be wearing yeah but it's different now people I think nearly like you have to kind of wear makeup I know and it's difficult to get away from it you know as much as I try and say to my daughter who's 14 you know she doesn't wear makeup every day, mm-hmm. but if she's like going out with her friends somewhere, you know, she'll want to get her makeup done, you know, w- which is fine because it's like you, you can't get away from it, you yeah. know, and if she likes to do that every now and again, but I keep on saying to her, look, you don't need to be wearing makeup all the time, yeah. you need to be getting your eyelashes done. She's lucky she has you to like instill that positive mindset because not everybody would have someone to constantly yeah. be like, oh, you're, you're fine, and yeah. you're fine the yeah. way you are. Um, something I was going to ask you as well was like, what was your childhood like growing up in Belfast? Because obviously I'm from Dungannon and like the right. countryside and I only really moved here when I was 18. So what was it yeah, like growing up yeah. in Belfast? Um, I suppose, you know, my normal was my normal and your normal was your uh-huh. normal. Like, you know, so um, obviously the, the troubles were still going on at, at that time. Yeah. You know, whenever I was growing up, um, it was normal for us just to walk down the street and see army men with their with their rifles so you know sad, yeah. and we just walked up to them and started talking to them you know that, that was just mm-hmm. normal for us to see land rovers and all going around and, and loads of army men um and you know to hear about shootings and stuff like that you know so there, there was it's so surreal even to think that that because i was born that, in 2001 just yeah, um around i got married in 2001 really <laughs> <laughs> i was 22 when i got married but yeah. just after the good friday agreement and i've never seen anything it's mm. hard to believe that's what Ireland is looking like yeah. you know back then it's yeah I mean scary. obviously it wasn't as bad I suppose at our age at my age and what it was for yeah for my, my parents. parents yeah but I was gonna ask you so what so far has been your most rewarding moment like has there been a pinch me moment when you've started glow thinking I'm really helping <clears throat> people with this I think there's a there's always those moments I don't think I can ever say there's one moment um because if you've just got one moment then share that yeah that's it oh, that's the point. So, <laughs> I think whenever I hear feedback from the women and the girls about how the program has, you know, helped them and has changed their life, then that's whenever I get those moments. You know, I'm obviously a lot of the time I'd be sitting in the office, um, do, doing computer work, um, doing funding applications and stuff like that. So I don't always hear or see all the good stuff that's happening. But there's times then whenever I do maybe sit in in a focus group and I hear the feedback and I'm like, oh my goodness, these women's lives have actually really changed mm-hmm. because of this programme. Um, it just sort of reminds me of why yeah. I continue to do what I do. Because yeah. it is hard, you know, working in the charity sector. Yeah. You know, you do rely on funding. Um, and there's a lot of time and energy that gets put into that. 
Um, and there's times where I just go, I'm, I'm going to get a job in Tesco's instead of sales because I pay good money and yeah. I just go home at the end of the night yeah. and not worry about it. But but this is your passion. Yeah, though, that's and... it. That's what keeps me going. It's the passion. It's the hearing of the, the stories. Do you want to explain what Uglo Girl is, kind of just for anybody listening who's not really sure of the difference? So yep. Uglo Girl, um, it sells merchandise and we do work for building tools and stuff as well, but you'd mm-hmm. be able to tell. Yeah, people. so so Glow is obviously the charity. It was set up as a, as a charity 10 years ago. Um, and, you know, it just obviously, like I say, relies on funding and donations and stuff like that, and that delivers the programmes. And then we set Uglo Girl up um, in 2020, just before lockdown happened. Um, to be able to uh, generate some income then for the charity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we sell merchandise. We've got our own embroidery machines, our own printing machines, um, and we make the merchandise and sell that then to generate money. So for what the was charity. the inspiration behind that? Like all the different clothes, is it you that came up with it? Or was well, it just from, I think it was um, one of the girls that worked with us before, you know, she'd on our social media, and I think she just, we used to use the hashtag, you glow girl. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would be great on a jumper or a t-shirt, yeah. you know, um, a great conversation starter. And I was like, I'm going to find somebody that can do that yeah. for us. And um, so I found somebody local and got her in and had a conversation. She designed just the logo that goes across the front yeah. of the glow girl. That was it. Picked a couple of jumpers, stuck them on our social media. Yeah. And it was just like that you. then. Yeah. That's it. It just sort of grew from there and developed, I think. Like my sort of like saying is winging it. I'm yeah. winging it because I believe that that's just what I do sometimes. And now winging it is on a jumper as well. So. Yes, I'm getting a jumper that says winging it because, you know... I say that all the time, you know, I don't always sit down and have these big massive plans. Yeah. It's funny how far you've come as well from like, just like, you have these ideas and now you go, go girls like such a big thing and yeah, it's like, I know. yeah, I know. I know, we've got obviously two members of staff for you Glow Girl um, and there's six members of staff in Glow, you know, so overall we've got eight members of staff. Yeah. We were talking yesterday like how much in the staff meeting, how much um, Glow and you Glow Girl has even grown yeah. in the last and even year. And they've in the last two years yeah. um, over obviously throughout the pandemic you know we've still grown and um been a success with our programs and our merchandise what was it like how was COVID for you um it I feels like a world away now no, it's no, with it's, everything that's going like on in the world now coming up to two years like you know um i suppose like everybody nobody knew what nobody knew what to do crazy time um, yeah, I just remember saying to the staff, right, that's it, you know, because I started to not feel well that week, you know, before lot before Boris told us all to mm-hmm. stay home. Were you, you one know? of those ones who had it before? Yeah, do you think? so I think I had it at that yeah. point. We'd just come back from Liverpool and, um, you know, I started to get like the shivers no and way. stuff like that. So I just said, right, okay, let's just work from home now. We're obviously going to be told within the next week or so anyway yeah. that that's what we'll have to do. So... We just all started working from home. Um, I lost my taste and smell then back then, you know, so I probably no did. No way, yeah, you definitely COVID did have it then. Back at the start before there was testing or anything, but it was fine. Um, and then, yeah, I just remember just sitting in the house going, what do I do? How, how do we do this? Yeah. You know, and probably for the first few days just sat at the kitchen table stern. It was so surreal. I never thought we were going to come. I did never think that it was going to be like back to normal again, yeah. like the way we are now. It's, I know. It's I know. amazing. I know. Um, something we were kind of talking, we brushed one that we weren't really saying, we, went, we didn't really properly talk about, but your relationship with God and mm-hmm. how like having a close relationship with God has inspired you kind of to help women. Like, do you want to talk a wee bit about that? Yeah, so I've always been involved within um, either youth or women's ministry within the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, the women's leader as well in, in the church. Um, so I suppose that's probably where it did start, you know, within the church. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, I believe that God has created us all for a purpose. Yeah. Um, and that we all need to find out what that purpose is, you know, to be able to live um, our lives uh-huh. for being fulfilled. Not saying that our lives are going to be perfect or anything like that, yeah, but it's just to have that sense of identity and uh-huh. why we're here. We all ask that question, why are we here? And we all have to find that out. So, yeah, I've always studied the Bible to do with women, you know, in the church and um, women's roles within mm-hmm. the early church. Yeah. Um, you know, and how that's why we've been silenced over the it's years. It's really sad. Yeah, no, I just think that's so sad how... Um, the role of woman has kind of regressed. Yeah, like, yeah. Like with time, I think it's really sad. Yeah, I mean, even back, you know, obviously in the Bible times as well, like women were, you know, classed as second, second class yeah. citizens, even it's you so know, sad. from the beginning of time, yeah. basically, you know. But you know how even throughout the Bible, women have still had a part to play mm-hmm. with the development of the Christian faith with the church. Yeah. Um and you know women are the mo- the mothers of the men who yeah. maybe been out there you know yeah. preaching or whatever so it was just about always um allowing that the women within the the church or within the community for their voices to be heard and to be able to speak up and to know that they're not cla- second class citizens that they yeah. have a purpose and a reason to be here. But just to finish off, anybody who's listening who's maybe like thinking about becoming a CEO or starting their own business, would you have any tips to? Don't do it. <laughs> Um, but I think it's about, it's, you know, do you want to get into the business or charity sector to make money or do you want to get into to make a difference mm-hmm. in people's lives? Um, and I always say, you know, go into the charity sector to um, make money, you yeah. know, be rich. Yeah, there's plenty of charity CEOs out there, you know, they're making plenty of money, they're mm-hmm. being paid well, and that's fine. You know, there shouldn't be a difference whether you're in the charity sector or not. Um, but yeah, I just think it's just always remember why you're doing it, you know, to keep you going. Um you know, again, like I'm saying, I don't like necessarily like labels, mm-hmm. you know. The board decided to call you know, call me the CEO, yeah. you know, of Glow and, and that's fine because that's my role. Um, but I'm very I think I'm very much involved within the charity as well. You know, I don't just yeah. sit in the office. Why don't you like labels? That's, I think it's really interesting. I just think it boxes people in, yeah. you know. Um I think if somebody looks at me or whatever, you know what I meant to be like a CEO, they expect me to maybe act yeah. a certain way or dress a certain yeah. way. You know, and I just love jeans and <laughs> Yeah. Um. You know, or they, ex- you know, think because you're CEO, you, you know everything. You've done yeah. all this. You know, and I don't. I'm still. Yeah. Learning. People shouldn't really be defined by labels. I suppose yeah, yeah, individual. That's it. Yeah. Individual I think people. it is just just individual. I just think it box it just boxes you in and stops you from maybe becoming more of what you are. And thank you so much <laughs> for allowing me to come on here yeah, you know no worries um, thank you so much yeah i really enjoyed it um so thank you so much guys for listening to another episode of my podcast leisha online with Cara clark the ceo of glow and you glow girl and i'll see you all next week with a new episode hopefully <laughs> bye